0: 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. Money
1: Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. Money Wise is brought to you every Sunday morning at this time by USA Wealth Group. We're so happy to have you listening this morning. So I have a question to ask. Do you ever make a mistake? Do you ever make a mistake on anything that you do? Do you ever wish you could do something over, a little bit differently? Well, today we're going to be talking about money mistakes, and more importantly, how to avoid them. We spend a lot of time in this show talking about recommendations for how to do things, how to protect your family, and so forth. But today we're going to focus a little bit on money mistakes. And by the way, along the way, we'll also be talking about some things that you can do to avoid money mistakes. So the first thing I'd like to do this morning is to say good morning to Attorney Michael Coleman.
0: Good morning. Thank you for having me
1: today. Good morning, Michael. Are you uh, are you warm and ready to go this morning? I'm ready. <laughs> Good. Well, we've had some unusual weather recently, but that's New England, isn't it? But we also have some wonderful things to celebrate, don't we? Absolutely. What's the most important thing we have to celebrate? Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> Super Bowl. Amazing. It was kind of a slow game, and around the halftime I said, you know, whoever scores the first touchdown in this game is going to win this game. And you were right. It was all defense. It's
0: well, the biggest margin of victory the Patriots have ever had in a Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> One score.
1: One score. And that's the biggest margin? Yeah.
0: yeah. Amazing. I didn't
1: know that statistically. Did you see the picture of the plane? I didn't. Uh, well, you know they have the Patriots plane. I do know and on that, the yeah. tail, they have nicely laid out in decals on both sides five big Super Bowl trophies. Yeah. And the caption that comes through says, We're going to need a bigger plane (laughs) to put the six (laughs) One more, (laughs) yeah. I'm sure they can redo the tail. Yeah. But uh, they have the money. (laughs) It's amazing. New England, Boston, Massachusetts. um, What a great sports area we live in.
0: So many titles in the recent past. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's amazing. Um, And it's always fun to see the duck boat tour also. Oh, yeah. Have you ever done that, Mike?
0: I haven't, no. I was up in Boston when the uh, Bruins won the Cup. Well, I got to see that parade, but I haven't gone to a Patriots parade.
1: Okay. Well, you know, you think of the duck boat tour, and I had never done it either, and I'm a little bit older than you, just mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I did that. We had a, a foreign exchange student's son come in to visit. Mm-hmm. So I picked him up in Boston, and we had a little bit of time, and I said, let's do a duck boat tour. So we did that. It's really fun. Is it? It was like 35 or $40 for a ticket. Yeah. But they go through town, and then they go into the Charles River, mm-hmm. and they go up the Charles River a little bit, or the Charles River Basin. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. So you're actually on the water, mm. and then you go back and tour around, and they narrate the whole thing.
0: Huh. It's I guess you'd want nice weather for that kind yeah. of a thing.
1: It's a lot of fun, but uh,
0: so I would recommend
1: that to anybody that hasn't done it. But today we're going to be talking about dumb things that smart people do with their money sometimes.
0: Mm.
1: So, Michael, I have to ask you. <laughs> You ever do any dumb things with money?
0: With money, no. I'm pretty pretty uh, conservative with money, to okay. be honest.
1: Well I I figured you probably would be, but um let's see, do you do you buy a cup of coffee every single morning? I do, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a dumb thing, but it costs money, doesn't <laughs> it? It does,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So but you do that every day, don't you?
0: Yeah. This morning we had no coffee at home. The coffee maker was broken when I woke up. Okay. So it was an emergency today. <laughs> okay. All right, so today was
1: an emergency. We'll let it go with that. But um, we're going to talk about financial mistakes, and number one financial mistake probably is simply living beyond your means. Mm. You know, in the older generation, including my parents, you didn't buy something typically until you had the money for it. Right. And that's a whole different culture today. People tend to go out, and buy things, spend things, don't save as much, and Run so On credit, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my grandfather, my mom always tells me that my grandfather would pay for everything he bought with cash. Mm -hmm. So if he went out and bought a car, he'd pay with cash. Yep. Which probably isn't the best thing to do, buying a new car uh, with cash, because it loses value pretty quickly. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, he had the money to do it.
1: Right. Well, that's true. But living beyond your means is certainly one of the most important things that we want to talk about, because most people do it. And, um, Thomas Jefferson even once said way back when, never spend your money before you have earned it. Right, yeah. And today, if you have a credit card or something else, people tend to simply go out and spend, don't Mm, they? Right. Well, We
0: we saw that back in 2008 when there was that housing um, crisis. People mm -hmm. were buying properties with crazy mortgages and Mm -hmm. not really being able to afford what they were purchasing, which led to what happened.
1: Well, we have somewhat of a similar environment today. There are many, many cities throughout this country where uh, the price of real estate has gone sky high. Mm-hmm. Uh, we almost have a, a little bit of a real estate bubble right now. It's still a seller's market. It's mm-hmm. hard to find property to buy if you're trying to buy property. Today. Yeah. Yeah. So, But uh, live beyond your means or comparing yourself to the other. You know, I've got a lot of quotations today that basically say that uh, money is not the most important thing in your life, Right. and it shouldn't be. But, boy, if you don't have any funds or if you don't have money, then it really becomes a major problem.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Mike, I'd like to ask you to maybe me mention something that you've got coming up. You've got a Protect Your Estate Refresher Workshop coming up. Let's talk about that for a minute.
0: We do. We have some Lunch and Learn uh, seminars coming up uh, in the near future. One's on this Tuesday, February 12th. That's at 12 o'clock at our office on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. That's 352 Fonts Corner Road. The next one is on February 20th, and that's at noon, again, at 352 Fonts Corner Road, Lancelot, Inc. So if you'd like to sign up, you can do that online at lancelotinc.com or give us a call at 508-998-8800.
1: Now, I heard that there are a fair number of people that have called already, so there really aren't a lot of seats for this, are there?
0: There aren't many left, so if you'd like to join us, give us a call. Uh, We'll try and accommodate as many people as we can. Uh, We'll be talking about things at this uh, Lunch and Learn, like Medicaid, how to pay for long-term care, uh, wills versus trusts, how to avoid probate, protecting your home, um, gifting assets to children, which is, we think, a pretty bad idea. Um, If someone you know needs nursing home care now, we can talk about that. So we'll be talking about all these things at the Lunch and Learn, and we will be serving some some food there as well.
1: But you really don't want walk-ins for that. You really want people to call and make a reservation. Right. If you'd like to
0: come, please give us a call or register online.
1: Well, let's come back to our money mistakes and how to avoid them. Um, Living beyond your means is one of the most important things. The whole function of television is to have ads on television Mm -hmm. and... um, If you ever want to realize how many ads we have on TV, by the way, do something interesting. When you're watching a show the next time, hit the mute button when the first commercial comes on Mm -hmm. and watch how long it takes before the show comes on again. And they'll run five, six, seven commercials before you go back to your show. I'm amazed every time I do that.
0: I think that's why Netflix is... Uh, becoming more popular. Now you can watch shows without commercials, Mm -hmm. which is a great thing. And and now with DVR, people can just skip right over the commercials. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do that as well.
1: You know, we talked a lot, and I'm only going to mention it once,
0: but I wonder how many people listening today
1: have a budget. Uh, Because if you don't have a budget, you don't know where your money's going and what you're spending. And uh, in my family, we keep a budget, and you need to track what you're doing. If you don't, then it's just easy, well, I'll put it on my debit card or I'll put it on my credit card. Right,
0: And mm-hmm. you have budget forms at your office, correct? Yeah,
1: we do. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants one, they're free. There's no obligation. We'll just email it to you, mail it to you. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. be happy to send anybody a budget form, and you ought to do a budget. But um, I wonder how many people go into a store... Uh, let's take a grocery store, for example, and don't really have any idea what they're going to get. They know they need to buy some food. I wonder how many people make a list because if you don't make a list, then everything catches your eye when you're going up and down the aisles. Yeah. Oh, maybe I need that. Or maybe I need this. Even if you have a list, if you go in there hungry,
0: you're going to buy 10 times more things that you wanted when you went in. Yeah, that's true. Also, (laughs)
1: have you ever experienced that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've done that too. Um, no, you don't want to go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Um, have, have your belly full before you go to the store because <laughs> you will buy more. Um, but impulsive purchases is something you need to watch out for. That's a really important mistake that people make. And, um, again, have a shopping list. Um, I did something recently that I thought was kind of interesting. You know, we're in February right now, and I did some Christmas shopping at um, around that time of year, I went to Macy's and bought some things. And right up until last weekend, almost everything in Macy's was 40%, 50%, in some cases 70% off because mm-hmm. they're trying to get rid of their mer- their winter merchandise. Right, right. So if you can hold off and buy some things after the season, after the shopping season, you can make out really uh, quite well. Um, Mike, what about... um? borrowing too much money i wonder
0: how many much how many people
1: listening today will go out and borrow more money than what they need
0: yeah i mean like we talked about before a lot of times people these days or back in 2008 there were mortgages where there were you know no down payment mortgages or mortgages that would have adjustable rates um so they're taking on you know more debt than they thought they would another issue these days is uh tuition for colleges and taking on too much uh, student loan debt, which I think is a huge problem in the United States right now. So, yeah, there is a a debt problem, I think, at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think there is, too. And I had an interesting situation uh, just two days ago. I had a client in the office who has already done some work with us with some annuities and needed to fund some additional money to do home improvements, uh, Mm -hmm. extend the DAC and do some siding and windows and things like that. And they had a first mortgage with plenty of equity over and above that. And the specific question that the woman was asking was, should I withdraw some money from my investment? From In this case, it happened to be a retirement annuity, an IRA invested into an annuity company, uh, which was earning fairly well. Um, and she said, should I pull money out of my annuity, my investment, to do this, or should I go and do a home equity line of credit? Mm. And I said, first of all, I think that having a home equity line of credit is a really good thing for people to do anyway. So if you have an emergency, you don't have to suddenly go looking for money. Right. So if you have a home and you have uh, uh, equity in the home, why not take out a home equity line of credit? Mm-hmm. Whether you have an emergency or a child has an emergency, I just think it's a really good plan. Actually, what I try to do is encourage people to do that before they actually retire Mm. because they're showing more income, they're showing more ability to repay, Mm. and they're more likely to get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Banks tend to loan you money when you don't need it, (laughs) uh, basically. Um, But in this case, she had already talked to the bank. She had started the application process. She was a little bit disappointed with the timing and how long it was taking to do it. And she said, should I just take some money out of my annuity contract? And I said, well, right now, if you take out the home equity line and you use some of that money, um, under the new tax rules, you can still deduct some of the interest Mm -hmm. as a tax deduction. So Mm -hmm. effectively, whatever interest you do pay on that, the government is helping you pay part of that because you get to deduct it. Hmm. It's going to save you income taxes. On the other hand, if you take money out of your investment account, which is earning money, and it's earning more money right now than what you're going to pay to borrow money. From an economic point of view, um, that money inside your annuity is currently growing Mm tax-deferred. It's earning a fairly decent uh, amount of interest. So if you take the money out, you you no longer have the tax benefit of having the money grow tax-deferred. And the money that you pull out because it's coming from your IRA is going to be 100% ordinary income. It's going to be taxable. Mm -hmm. So I said, on the one hand, if you take money out of your annuity, you're going to pay income taxes on it and then invest the money into your house. On the other hand, if you did the home equity line of credit, you're going to be able to use the money, not disturb your investment, which is still making money, Mm -hmm. and now you'll be able to deduct some of the interest on your income tax. Hmm. So I said, if you think of it from an economic point of view, you'd be much better off to do the home equity line of credit. and every case, is. Case by case. Every mm-hmm. case is individual, of course. Right. And uh, you have to be able to afford making the home equity line of credit payment. Mm. But um, you don't want to borrow too much money, but sometimes there are occasions when it might make more sense to borrow money, mm-hmm. like in that particular situation. Right. How about lending too much money? Do you ever lend money to anybody?
0: I have, yeah, once or twice. Did
1: you get it paid back? I did. Good.
0: Yeah, with interest. So
1: Well... That's always um, a tricky thing to do when you lend somebody money. I once loaned $1,800 to mm-hmm. a gentleman who needed the money. Um, we had been friends a long time. It actually helped him out of a difficult situation. But then he died, uh-huh. and I never got paid back the $1,800. Right. So think about those kinds of things when you lend money. Mm-hmm. Um, Shakespeare said, neither a borrower nor a lender be, Mm. but to thine own self be true. (laughs) That was, um, let's say, that was Polonius' advice, I think, to his son Laertes from Hamlet.
0: You didn't even have that one written down. I didn't
1: have that one written down. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled that one out of my memory banks. Of course, I did major in English in school. Yeah. But... um, no, borrowing money and lending money, especially between friends or family or relatives, can be a difficult thing.
0: I guess the thing with lending money is you want to make sure you have an understanding of when it's going to be paid back and you know what the purpose of it is for, and mm-hmm. you want to you know get an understanding between you and the person you're lending to is exactly how it's going to get back to you.
1: Right. Here's another important um, money mistake, um, missing credit card payments. Yeah. Uh, Try to pay your payments on time. Uh, Try to figure out how to do it. Um, A lot of people are living on very tight means right now, so it can be difficult. But I had a client once who had this beautiful pyramid, money pyramid she had constructed. Uh, She was heavily into going to Foxwoods and spending money. And she was heavily into buying sweepstakes kinds of things. She had a whole room in her apartment, literally, that was stacked as tall as I am, with boxes of things from uh, various programs where she had bought stuff and you get entered into a contest. Yep. Boxes that weren't even opened. Oh, I mean, at that point, it was obviously an addiction. But she had constructed perfect credit. She had three or four credit cards. She had thirty-five to $40,000 of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. And she had done this because when it was time to make a payment on one card and she didn't have the money, she would take a cash advance from a different card mm-hmm. Put the money in her bank and write a check to the card where she had to make a payment. Um, she actually ended up filing personal bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a couple of the credit card companies and they said, we don't understand. She had perfect history. She paid on time all the time. Yeah. And I explained what she had done. She had been borrowing from one card to pay another card to pay another card mm-hmm. to pay another card. We don't want to see that happen, no, no. obviously. But if you don't make your credit card payments on time, it impacts your credit card history.
0: Right. I guess she didn't have any luck at Foxwoods. She had no luck at Foxwoods, <laughs> no. <laughs> and the other thing with um, credit cards these days is some of them have really, really high interest rates. Oh, that yeah. kick in if you don't, you know, make a payment on time. Yep. So, and you can do automatic you know, payments with most cards, so just schedule it for, you know, the first or second of the month, and it'll come out automatically so you don't have to worry about it. And
1: you won't miss a payment if you do that. Yeah. Yep, no, that's that's uh, very good advice, Mike. So we're talking with Attorney Michael Coleman, and um, I am going to mention again that on uh, Tuesday, February twelfth, and on Wednesday, February twenty, uh, Mike is doing some seminars with Attorney Tenny Lance called "Protect Your Estate." It's a refresher workshop. It will be held at three fifty-two Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. It's going to be noontime uh, both days, twelve to one thirty. And it's called a Lunch and Learn because they're going to be providing lunch for you as well, lunch and refreshments. The only thing to tell you about these uh, conferences, Tuesday, February 12th, Wednesday, February twenty, is uh, you really need to make a reservation Mm -hmm. and give them a call at 508-998-8800. They'd be happy to make a reservation for you.
0: And if you don't want to eat, you don't have to. We had someone call up saying that they wanted to come, but they didn't want to have lunch. That's okay. too. Oh,
1: sure. More for the staff, I that's would right. guess.
0: So, well, um,
1: Joe Biden, who was our vice president under Barack Obama, said, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget, and I'll tell you what you value. Hmm. Because that's how you can see where you spend your money. Yep. And – um so, there are lots of interesting quotations over the years, and we want to show you how to make more money, but more importantly, now, how not to make mistakes. Uh, there's an old expression, pay yourself first. We've used that a lot on the show, and that simply means, before you pay all your bills, are you putting something aside for yourself into a savings account? Are you putting something aside for retirement? That should be a very important part of your budget
0: also. Yeah. I know you've talked about this before. Just even a small amount of money, if you do it consistently over time and you put it into an account that's maybe earning some interest, you really will be surprised how much that can accrue over time. So whatever you can do, you should do.
1: Well, I use the example sometimes that um, what about a Christmas club? Mm -hmm. Uh, They used to be really popular. I know they still exist. So you start out in January, and you put aside $10 a week into your Christmas Club account. Mm -hmm. At the end of the year, at the end of 50 weeks, you're going to have $500 in the account. And now you've got money to buy Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. And what most people do is they wait until the end of the year, and they pull out a credit card and go shopping. Now you've incurred debt. So even doing something as simple as a a Christmas Club uh, is something that's useful. Uh, one of the big proponents of having um, an emergency fund is Susie Ormon. Mm-hmm. She says, always have an emergency fund. Right. Because that's what life is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You get laid off. Um, I just met with somebody in my office literally this past week. He has a very small pension from uh, Benny's. Mm-hmm. Of course, Benny's went out of business. Yeah. And it's $146 a month is what he gets. Mm. But he got this special notice that came in and said, Uh, Benny's wants to get rid of their pension plan. They don't want to pay you $146 for the rest of your life. Yeah. And by the way, that would have been for his life only. Mm -hmm. And so they're offering a buyout because they want to get rid of the old pension plans. Mm -hmm. The amount they're offering to him is about $21,000. And I said, it's a no brainer. You have to take the lump sum benefit. Mm -hmm. We can help you put that into something where you make even more money. Um, with bonuses and interest rates that are going to be uh, good for you. I said, what happens if you don't take the lump sum and two years from now you die? You've gotten $146 a month for two years, Mm -hmm. and that's going to be around $3,000 roughly. Yeah. yeah. And there's no continuation provision for your wife. Mm -hmm. So we've helped a lot of people do rollovers, but you have to look at each one, again, separately. Mm -hmm. Give us a call anytime at uh, 508-998-8858. But there are a lot of companies that want to get rid of older employees. Um, There are many, many layoffs taking place even right now in different parts of the country. Um, Often they come with an offer to uh, have a bonus for the buyout or take a lump sum on your retirement account, Mm -hmm. and we always recommend that. But save something for an emergency because – That's the definition of an emergency. It happens when you least expect it. Yeah, yeah. And what if you can't work for a few weeks? Can you pay your bills? Um, Taxes. Do you file a tax return, Mike? Yes. Yeah, so do I. And um, I think most people do. But tax planning in how you make tax decisions is critically important. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, taxes factor into everything we do. So right now we're just at the beginning of February. We're talking about these upcoming lunch and learn things you're going to do on February 12th and February 20th. I wonder how many people realize that even now in the year 2019, you can put aside money into an IRA account and have it count as a deduction on your 2018 income taxes. Hmm. That's interesting. So let's say it's $6,500. You're over 50, and you could put $6,500 into an IRA, but you never got around to doing it. Maybe you got a year-end bonus, although those are fairly uncommon today. But if you're concerned that you're going to pay more taxes, do a preliminary check on your income taxes, and if it looks like you're going to pay some taxes and you've got a little extra cash in the bank, before you file that tax return, maybe you have it done preliminarily, but don't file it, say, gee, if I take money and put it into an IRA account now, 2019, mm-hmm. I can count at that as a deduction on my 2018 taxes. Hmm. So I've done two things. One, I've put aside money for retirement. And two, I have a tax deduction, which means I'm not going to end up paying taxes hmm. for 2018. Or maybe I'll get a larger refund. Right. So we can talk to you more about that if you get in touch with us or you know, just consider that as a little tax tip for today.
0: And that's something that you can do anytime before you file. Or is there a deadline? You have to do it before you file. Yeah. Yep,
1: yeah, before the April 15th filing deadline. Yeah. So I have some people who finally say, "It's about time I put aside money for IRAs and retirement." And they'll do $6,500 for 2018 and $6,500 for 2019. Mm-hmm. I want to come back to that one in a minute and they'll take $13,000 and put it aside into one account right now. Mm -hmm. Half of it will count as a deduction for last year, and half will count as a deduction for this year. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I say I want to comment on that is because the amount you can contribute to an IRA if you're over 50 has actually gone up to $7,000 this year. Interesting. So we get a little bit of a further boost. Um, Another uh, mistake people make is not checking credit reports. It's free. Um, you can do it a lot. You can get a free credit report uh, from each of the main credit reporting bureaus uh, once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of good services that will now give you your credit score and your credit report. Mm-hmm. But you should check it.
0: Yeah.
1: What about insurance? Um, I won't ask you on the air, Mike, um, about life insurance, but I'll just tell you myself. I have some life insurance mm-hmm. on my life. Yep. And... Uh, I think life insurance is something that people really overlook mm. and shouldn't. Yeah. Um, who's going to pay for your funeral and burial expenses if you pass away? So at a minimum, I think people ought to have at least a $10,000 life insurance policy. A whole life policy. It can be a whole life. It can be term. Mm-hmm. If you know how long you're going to live. Right. <laughs> um, if you don't, make it a long term. That's a tricky one. <laughs> That's a tricky <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but... um. Obviously, we have to have good health also. Susie Orman that we were just talking about once said, no one's ever achieved financial fitness with a January resolution that's abandoned by February. Mm. (laughs) So if you are one of the people who made a financial resolution uh, in uh, January and you're already ready to break it, um, Mm. you're not going to get anywhere. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back, and we've got a list of about 30 further items we want to talk about Mm. of – money mistakes, and how to avoid them. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Money Wise, ladies and gentlemen. And a good Sunday morning to you again, and a good Sunday morning to you, Attorney Michael
0: Coleman. Good morning. Um,
1: I enjoy Sunday mornings. Um, There are times when I like to do a lot of things. I like to listen to the radio. I like to watch the Sunday morning show on CBS, which I think is one of the best shows on television. Mm. And... um, So I enjoy Sunday mornings. I don't get to watch a lot of it because, well, two or three times a week, two or three times a month, I should say. um, I usually go to a church that I belong to. Don't always get there. Right. I just think holy thoughts on those (laughs) days.
0: (laughs) Pray on your own time.
1: Sometimes. Sometimes you have to do it a lot. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a a family that you want to protect, think about working with people that I think are really the best in the business, and that's the lawyers at Lance Law, Inc., Attorney Mike Coleman, Attorney Tenny Lance. They do a phenomenal job with estate planning, and they do a great job with real estate transactions and -hmm. and closings, uh, helping people protect their assets from nursing homes. And I've seen too many situations, I'm sure you have as well, Mike, when people just put this off. I, I think one thing people procrastinate a lot about is doing estate
0: planning. Yeah, they do. They don't want to think about what's going to happen when they pass away. Uh, it's just sort of a taboo thing for them. If they make a plan, they think something's going to happen. But whenever we meet with people and they get their plan in place and they've thought about things and they know that things are going to be carried out the way they want, they always are relieved to get it done when they do.
1: But your office, and I suppose uh, a law office like Lance Law, when you do estate planning, you're really at the center of what's happening in people's families, aren't you?
0: Yeah, well, you we just, always try to get an idea of the dynamics of the family, um, the kids, whether they get along, if there are kids, if not, you know who's going to be involved in the trust administration or a probate or who's going to be the executor and the beneficiary. So we need to get an idea of the family situation in order to get the proper estate plan in place.
1: And we talk a lot about, um, the importance of planning. And, uh, I suppose from a resolution point of view, a lot of people say, yep, we're finally going to get this done, but it tends to be a thing that people put off. And I know personally, and it happens almost every other week when, uh, somebody in the family has passed away unexpectedly and, um, and um, I know my son recently has a friend who's his age who just had a stroke and things happen. And mm-hmm. that's why we talk about having planning documents in place and doing emergency funds because otherwise it becomes crisis planning later right. if you don't.
0: And it's always going to affect the people that are left you know, to deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a plan in place, it may be okay for you, but... Who's going to pick up the pieces? Yep. You know, when something happens to you, and they're going to have to pay out of their own pockets for things and and deal with the situation themselves. So, by doing something, you're helping them.
1: I'm sure you've seen a few messy situations in your career. Oh yeah, definitely. So, well, at Lance Law Inc., I know you do uh, typically trust and wills and estate planning and trust administration when somebody dies. But um, I know you both, and especially Tenny, does a lot of work with uh, Medicaid plans and applications for. Nursing home protection, and I also know that you do uh, real estate transactions, uh, helping people do deeds, put homesteads on to protect yep. their houses. Yeah. I suppose that's a mistake that people don't um, that people make a lot too is not putting a homestead on your house. Yeah, let's let's mention that one for a minute. If you have a, a house that you live in, it's your residence. Yep. You can only do it for your your main personal residence. If you don't have a homestead on your house, that's a big mistake today, isn't it?
0: It is. If something happens and someone sues you or you know you get into some other kind of financial uh, difficulty, the homestead could possibly protect the principal that you have in your house. Mm-hmm. It's only $35 to record it at the Registry of Deeds. Right. So it's really inexpensive and it can provide protection if you get into one of those situations.
1: So give Mike a call, and he'll be happy to guide you through that. Mm-hmm. And I know you also do uh, business planning, like forming corporations and LLCs. And mm-hmm. um, I had a situation a week ago, and I'm not sure where to go with this one. I, I met with a gentleman who's interested in uh, doing some uh, business planning, but also financial planning, and um, he's been working strictly in the cash economy mm-hmm. for years. And he's a good craftsman at what he does, but he's never incorporated, never filed a LLC, mm-hmm. never even filed a doing business certificate. Yep. And if you don't operate in a business-like fashion, uh, don't make that mistake, um, then you get into problems. So not only was he taking cash, but he's something like seven years behind in filing income tax returns. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, that will catch up with him eventually. Yeah. When you operate in a cash economy, it also means you're not contributing to Social Security. Mm-hmm. Another big mistake. Yeah. When you get to be 62 or 66 and you want Social Security, if you haven't paid into the system, you're not going to get Social Security. Yeah, you're out of luck. So a lot of people think they're doing really well by just paying cash and, and not reporting income. Mm-hmm. But it will come back to really haunt you. Yeah. But in any event, I met with him um, well, five days ago and – gave him over the weekend to put together some further expense stuff to bring it in, Mm -hmm. and he's now three days over the deadline and brought the stuff back. So I I find that hard to understand because we offered some very specific things that he could do to get back on track financially Mm -hmm. and get back into tax compliance. But it's maybe a good time reminder also that um, USA Wealth Group, which is uh, the host of this show every week, Um, What we do is retirement planning. We want to basically be your one-stop shop for retirement. We do work with life insurance and Social Security strategies. We want to do an income plan if you're retired or close to retirement. I wonder how many people wonder if they can afford to retire Mm -hmm. and don't really know how to analyze that. Well, that's one of the things that we can help do. And um, uh, let's mention again very briefly about what you're doing on February 12th and February 20th, Mike.
0: We're doing some free Lunch and Learn seminars. So those are going to be at our office on Fonce Corner Road, 352 Fonts Corner Road, right across from Vanity Fair. That's on Tuesday, February 12th at 12 noon, and then Wednesday, February 20th, again at noon. So if you'd like to sign up for those, you can either register online at LanceFlawInc.com or give us a call at 508-998-8800.
1: You know, one of my dear friends is uh, Benjamin Franklin. Oh. I never knew him personally, of course, <laughs> but I always wished I could. <laughs> and uh, he said, there are three faithful friends, an old wife, an old dog, and ready money.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure which is the most important. I think the dog. Probably the dog. <laughs> Don't listen to anybody. <laughs> We're not really saying these things. But um, let's come back to our list of money mistakes. Um Lack of planning. Mm -hmm. What's more important than planning? And I wonder how many people take the time to plan. So there's lots of things that you can do in your office. There's lots of things that we do in our office. And I would like to mention something else that uh, Peter Lance, who hasn't been on the show for a while on purpose, recently uh, completed some very important securities exams. And he's operating a company called USA Wealth Advisors, which can Do an analysis of your financial statements and uh, perhaps make some recommendations that would be helpful to you. Um, So a a good congratulations for Peter Lance. So we do a lot of things in the combined offices, don't we, Mike? Yes. I mean, the law firm Mm -hmm. is the the operation that has sort of a brick wall around it because – you have to protect a lot of information for clients and
0: yeah we have confidentiality
1: have confidentiality requirements and restrictions and i mean we do on the financial side as well but mm-hmm. the relationship between a client and an attorney is is a very protected yeah, relationship yeah. always
0: but it's nice to know that we have different companies within the same building the other day i met with a client whose husband died And he had had a a pension that he was collecting but didn't carry over to his spouse because Mm. he elected to just carry it for his lifetime. And then he also had Social Security, but uh, she could only elect to either, I think, take her share or his Mm -hmm. when he passed away. Right. um, She had questions about whether or not she was getting the right amount of Social Security. So I suggested, you know, after she does her estate plan, she can – you know, meet with you potentially or Peter and do a mm-hmm. social security analysis. Right. So it's nice to be able to offer that.
1: Right. The um, in the office also is Lance Family Insurance Agency that uh, Peter is the president of that does homeowners and renters insurance and in cars, trucks, motorcycles, all those kinds of things. Is cyber insurance, commercial insurance. So yes, there is the ability to do a lot of one-stop shopping if people are interested. Yeah. And I, I think that's a benefit. And occasionally we all get together and exchange ideas, so I think that's useful. But don't, um, don't put off paying yourself some money. Uh, start a saving program if you haven't done that. That's a big money mistake. Never put off paying your taxes or filing your tax returns. Um, they will catch up with you despite things like government shutdowns. Mm. Um, a lot of that stuff is automated today so they, they know if you haven't filed. It is possible if you haven't filed for a while, um, there are ways to get back in compliance, and there are forms to file. And if you do it that way, because you're making the voluntary effort to get back into compliance, they'll work with you. Mm -hmm. And they'll even set up a payment plan if you need to make a payment plan to pay taxes. But the funny thing is, you know, I've, I've seen people before who just put it off for whatever reason, and when you have their taxes done, they have refunds, mm-hmm. and how silly is that? Yeah. If, you have, if you've got refunds coming, you haven't filed. Right. Um, here's an important one. Don't forget to adjust your tax withholdings. The tax rules changed in 2018 and 2019 with a new, uh, sometimes it's called the Trump Tax Act. But what it means is tax brackets have lowered, and if you haven't already done so, uh, this is a good time of year to think about doing it make sure that your withholding matches up what your expected income tax is going to be. You may be over-withholding and putting too much money aside. And if you're putting too much money aside and you've got too much in withholding, what it means is you may get a bigger tax refund. Mm-hmm. But what it also means is that you're not handling your money wisely because mm-hmm. you're effectively making a loan to the federal government. Mm-hmm. You're giving them the money to you, your money to use. Yeah and then they give it back to you at the end of the year without interest when you get your refund. So a better result is if you look at your withholding and you say, yeah, it's nice to get that big refund. That's a false false economy. Mm -hmm. Maybe you would have been better off instead to adjust your withholdings and have money go out into an IRA account every week.
0: Mm -hmm. But you're going to need that money at the end of the year to pay tax,
1: correct? Well, you might and you might not. But it's important to look at it, and if you're working for a company that has a payroll department or an HR department, uh, take a look at it, and we can make some recommendations as well. Um, Don't put off waiting to invest. So if you have a lot of money that's sitting in a a savings account, um, you're probably losing money. The rate of inflation is about 2.6% right now. And if you're not making that much money in your bank account, then you're losing money. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe you could take some of the money out of your bank, certainly leave some there, and invest it in something else. I saw a quotation once recently, I'm not sure that I have it with me today, that said, um, investing means that you're making money while you're sleeping. Hmm. So you can make money while you're working because yeah. you're putting in hours and you're getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. But investing means your money is working for you while you're sleeping right, as well. Right, exactly. I know, I like that idea. <clears throat> Um, a guy named Steve Burkholder once said, if you're saving, you're succeeding. And it, it is important to think about saving. So who's my favorite person? i like to quote, well, Ben Franklin. Okay. Ben Franklin said, if you would be wealthy, think of saving as well as getting. Hmm. But he always had a lot of great things. Yeah. Um, so we talked about taxes, adjusting your withholding about your life insurance beneficiaries? I wonder how many people have a life insurance policy, yeah. haven't looked at it for a long time. This is a real easy one. Make an appointment, come in to see me or come in to see uh, Peter Lance, and we'll be happy to do an analysis of your life insurance
0: policy. That's an interesting one. I had a client who had a policy that was pretty old, and he had bought it when he was still married to his first wife. So he had named his first wife as the beneficiary on the policy. Mm. But then they were divorced, and he never changed the beneficiary. So luckily he was still alive, and I mentioned it to him, and he said he was going to do that right away.
1: Yeah, those people are called laughing heirs. Yeah. They yeah. inherit something they never expected. Right. And it mm-hmm. works. I've, I've told the story before in the radio about this famous uh, Supreme Court of New Jersey case where a fellow had a retirement account. And when he died, uh, he had set it up before he got married. Mm -hmm. He had named his sister as his beneficiary, you know, logical. Mm -hmm. But he never got around to changing the beneficiary to his wife after he got married. Mm -hmm. When he died, it was worth $1.5 million. And his wife contested it and said, well, he married me. Of course, he meant to leave me as the beneficiary. Right. And the New Jersey Supreme Court said, we're sorry. That's the named beneficiary on the policy. Right. She gets the money.
0: And the insurance companies are pretty careful about how they go about things. They will, once they find out that a person has passed away who owns a life insurance policy, they send paperwork directly to the named beneficiary. So it's not like someone else can just come along and say, no, oh, I want the proceeds of the policy.
1: The company you, will
0: hmm. notify the named beneficiary. So,
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah. In that New Jersey case, the sister who got all the money didn't want to give it up. Right. So the, the wife was just. Out of luck. Yeah. So review your policies, ladies and gentlemen. we would be happy to help you with that. It's real simple to change beneficiaries on policies. You must do that with every estate plan you do when you see policies, Mike.
0: Absolutely. We always say, you know, first of all, do you have a primary beneficiary on the policy and who Mm -hmm. is it? And then secondly, do you have contingent beneficiaries? If something happens to that first beneficiary on there, who's going to get the money?
1: You have to have secondary beneficiaries. Yeah. Well, you, you probably learned that on your own, or that might have been something that I've been preaching about for a long time yeah. also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to have secondary beneficiaries. Well, um, you, you need to uh, review your policies, or what if you don't have life insurance policies? I wonder how many people have an understanding about how inexpensive life insurance can really be. If you're a 40-year-old person, you've got kids, uh, for you to have a million dollar policy it 's probably going to cost you about thirteen fourteen hundred dollars a year in term policy wow. it 'll cover you for twenty years, protect the kids while they while you 're alive i mean while you while they 're going through college if something happens to you there 's a fund that will help them continue to stay in college right or a half a million dollar policy would probably cost you fifty sixty dollars a month. Hmm. That's cheap
0: protection. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: or, as I told somebody once, well, your husband and wife—you're married. Uh, husband's making a lot of money. the Wife's a stay-at-home mom. And if the husband doesn't take out, they have a six-year-old child. If the husband doesn't take out a life insurance policy, and they live in a fairly nice house and everything else. Mm-hmm. And he should die, car accident, whatever happens. Um, all it means is that. His wife is going to have to go out and find somebody else to help her support that really expensive house. That's right. (laughs) So, uh, Mr. Husband, if you don't want to have another man come and move into your house and take care of your kid and your wife, Mm. um, this is not sexist in saying this. No,
0: but, I mean, when you have two people taking care of a family and then it goes to one, that changes things.
1: She's either going to sell the house and disrupt the, the place where the son lives and the wife lives. Yeah. Well, the wife's got to find somebody else to hook up with.
0: Yeah. So
1: buy some insurance. <laughs> it's, some life insurance. it's really cheap. <laughs> um, I want to come back one more time, uh, Mike, and talk about this uh, free Lunch and Learn program that you're doing. So it is lunch. It's uh, fairly brief. It's not a really lengthy conference you're doing. It's called Protect Your Estate Refresher Workshop. Tuesday, February 12th, 12 o'clock. Wednesday, February 20th, 12 o'clock. And it's going to be held at uh, your offices, Lancelot, 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. But you must make a reservation. Um, the times when you've done this before, they have filled up. Yes, they and have. Just call uh, at the office at 508-998-8800. And if there's still space, they'll be happy to make a reservation for you. Um, pay off debt. Not paying off debt is mm-hmm. another problem. If you get the resources to do it pay your most expensive charges first your Mm -hmm. credit cards with the highest interest rates pay them down and make make a plan to make a beginning Mm -hmm. if you don't start something um, then you're never going to do anything are you Mike
0: that's right I mean you know paying the minimum amount on a credit card every month probably is not what you want to do but you want to make sure you pay something so you know just not paying is obviously a bad idea right
1: Eleanor Roosevelt once said, it takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was a smart lady. Yeah, I liked her. She was the power behind the throne, so to speak. Um, but I want to have one other quotation that I, I like a lot, and it's from Mark Twain. Huh. Twenty years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do.
0: Or at least try. Yeah, at least try.
1: Make a start. Make a beginning. Um, I know what I enjoy very much in the work that I do is I enjoy being able to help people, Mm -hmm. uh, being able to show them how they can not only save money and not make some mistakes, but Mm. You know, just helping the lady the other day evaluate between pulling money out of an investment versus putting a home equity line in place, and which yeah. is the smarter thing for her to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And it varies. but um, I know when we sit down with clients, we always talk about things and we always ask questions that bring up issues that they had never even thought of. Yep. So that's part of our role is to bring up these questions and to bring up these issues and make people think about things in a way that maybe they wouldn't have before.
1: And it's it's really a, a good feeling to know that you're helping somebody, helping them make um, good decisions. Um, Barack Obama once said, money is not the only answer, but it makes a difference. Yeah. Well, I, I know that it always gives a good feeling when you're helping somebody to be able to plan. Mm-hmm. But if you don't make a start, then you're just never going to get there. So my final reminder today is that in the offices of Lancelot, Inc., uh, represented by attorney Mike Coleman today, and thanks for being here. Thank you. And the offices of USA Wealth Group. Um, we like to make sure you get things right. You only get one retirement, mm-hmm. so you better get it right. That's right. And you probably, you may only have one shot at getting your estate plan done right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you better get it done right. Yep. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We will be with you again. Another week, we've got a lot of interesting things to talk to you about coming forward. And um, hopefully you've learned something today. If you have questions, call us anytime. That's what we're here for. Thank you for listening.